You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Zeno on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Welcome and welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving. Steve Rosen with Mike Esposito with you. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Our tech zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. 760 Texter. The only thing better than the Score's longest-running show, the WB Club, is the WB Club on Thanksgiving. So this is really early waking and baking because 760 is out in Oceanside, California, or thereabouts wow. in Inyo, Kern. Yeah, way out San Berdu, way out there. So it seems an appropriate way to bring in our next guest, one of the co-founders of the Wake and Bake Club, joining us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is... Mark Grody. Hi, Mark. Hi, Steve. Hi, Mike. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Hope you guys are having fun. What time did you guys start today? At three in the morning. Mitch three in the morning. <laughs> he makes everybody start at three in the morning. That's what Mitch does. It's right. It's a, it's, a, it's a special holiday, so I'll tell you what. I don't usually yeah, do this, but a, you guys can start a, at 3 a.m. It's a very spilkish right. Thanksgiving. That's yeah. what it is. Today, today on the Hallmark Channel, a very spilkish Thanksgiving. It's a mar- it's a marathon without the benefit of raising money for anybody. Yeah, right. That's about exactly. It, so. Yeah. So how are how are you and Dave the Cat celebrating Thanksgiving? Well, Dave the Cat, as usual will be very happy to not be a part of anything that I am doing <laughs> because he likes the solitary lifestyle. And uh, so he'll be hanging out here. I might bring him some turkey, but I'll be staying in this. I'm going to go to Hallis Hall in a little bit. So I'm going to spend part of my day at Hallis Hall uh, with the Bears for Luke Getze and the coordinators and some open locker room. And then I will go to uh, my uh, cousin, John Carlo. And uh, Jennifer, John Carlo, as uh, people may know in the listening audience, because, you know, I hit people over the head with stuff. Um, it runs the Club Lago in Chicago. So that that's the cousin that I'm talking for reference for people who care about my life. Food right. food should be good then. We, 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 that, that sounds good to us uh, over here on this end, my friend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Uh, hopefully there'll be – I'll be bringing the shrimp today. And, oh, my God, shrimp got expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that's my that's my contribution. The trick is for me, actually, the shrimp. I've got two bags of frozen shrimp in the freezer right now. I've got a cooler that I filled with ice. The trick is, will will 
that shrimp stay okay in my car in the cooler with the ice until 3:30 today. I well, think you're we'll, golden. We'll we'll have a countdown so clock ready to go. So. Yeah, I, I kind of wish it wasn't going to be 50 today. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, there's some of us who wish you would not say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is thong weather for some of us, Mark. Just so it's you what know. What weather? Yeah, thong weather. <laughs> oh, thong. <laughs> yeah, there's a thing. There's a Thanksgiving too, visual yeah. you can't you can't unsee, even though you've never actually seen it. So oh speaking God. of Hallis Hall, much has gone on up at Hallis Hall. Can you make sense of this? Is this Matt Eberflus playing the the game like a rookie coach because you just talk and talk and talk and say nothing and nothing and nothing, and the quarterback comes out and says, yeah, I'm really hurt. It hurts when I throw, even though it's not my throwing arm, and he said everything, but I give up. Yeah, well, Matt Eberflus has been playing everything by the book, and I will say this, that when we spoke to Matt Eberflus, not yesterday, but the first day when I guess it would be Monday, he, he did say uh, one of the deflection points was ask Justin, ask Justin. And, mm. I, and, and I remember, I can't remember what was the question that I asked. I asked Eberflus about how he's like, what's his demeanor? How's he feeling? And he essentially shot back and he asked Justin. So I, while it's interesting to think that Justin Fields like kind of ruined the, the gamesmanship part of it, I think that Eberflus was... <laughs> Was kind of genuine in saying, "Look, I'm not going to say anything because I'm I'm going to play gamesmanship to to the book, and he's entitled to do that. There is no law against it. It might frustrate us, but I think it turns out I think that Matt Eberflus was also earnest in saying, "Ask Justin Fields," and they did. I was not out there yesterday because uh, I was filling in for Dan Bernstein, but the reporters out there did a great job of asking the questions and the very simple question, what's wrong? And Justin Fields answered the question. So I think that they, they left it up to him. And that's the big part about all of this. Really, the big thing to glean from yesterday is that it's up to Justin Fields whether or not he plays. At least that's what Justin Fields is saying. And essentially, they're, they are saying, how much pain can you handle? How much pain do you want to handle for this day? So... And, and, and to me, it definitely doesn't sound like a guy who is playing based on the, at least yesterday. Clearly, he wasn't going to be playing any football yesterday or today. There's no I mean, when he says literally said, I would not be able to play today uh, that that there is pain. He talked about pain, uh, quite a bit of pain, as he said, mm-hmm. in his throwing motion, pain when he's handing the football off. And he also said that he, he totally gets the concept when it was presented to him by a reporter. He understands the concept of not going to sacrifice the season for one game. So it's it's really it's Justin Fields is moving. We'll see how the week progresses. Right, and, and you know what, Boomer Esiason, uh, when we just listened into the uh, the interview from yesterday with the afternoon show with Parkinson Spiegel, said, "Hey, I've had this injury; it can get worse." Uh, as someone who personally has had a separated shoulder, and you normally wear a sling for four to six weeks, whatever, any activity hurts that thing, right? And he's just coming off of uh, the game in which he injured it. You also have Mark. The, the schedule, when you look at it, you have this Sunday with the Jets and next Sunday with the Packers before the bye. So if you really wanted to, and I know the Bears would never come out and say, yeah, we're going to rest him till the 18th against Philly. You could do that with that bye week built in, and he'd only miss two weeks despite getting 
you know, the equivalent of a month off to, to help his shoulder heal. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely some logic to that, Espo. But I got to tell you, if he is if he's ready, like you don't have to be like if if he feels better, if he misses this game, which I think he will, and he's feeling maybe not 100 percent, but 90 percent. I, I do say play him against Green Bay, and it's not just because it's Green Bay. I mean, I think there is some symbolism there to where you really do have a vulnerable Packers team right there, and that, that could be good. Like, if you want to talk about good for the franchise, probably beating Green Bay on December 4th at Soldier Field would be good and healthy for the franchise, especially sure. for, for <laughs> Justin Fields, no doubt about it. And the other part is, guys, is that, this is a quarterback who I think still needs every second of playing time out there. He needs every – like every game is precious for Justin Fields <laughs> to be a part of and continue to develop because it's been – like think about it. Think about the development that we have seen this year through the 11 games. And it's been this roller coaster season where it started off poorly for Justin Fields, for everybody. Um, and yeah, I guess things are not going great now, record-wise. But we're just we're just talking about the we're talking about the arc of the quarterback. What he did over these last, you know, since the the mini buy, New England, Dallas, Miami, Detroit, and then Atlanta last week has been terrific. So let's say he misses the Jets game, then he has Green Bay, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Detroit, and uh, Minnesota to another five-game set. What do you got there? What's the next step? Because I think there can begin to be the next step in Justin Fields' development. So I still think he needs every single game. So maybe sit him out this game. But I would I, I don't do the automatic sit him out for what would essentially be three games with a bye. It's like the Monty Python song. Every rep is sacred. That's right. Rosa it Rosa. is. That's, That's the right. way they do it. Is there a game on the schedule? We were discussing this earlier, me and Espo. We're talking with Mark Grody, covers the Bears for the score during the week, covers the Bears sideline for WBBM 780 AM. Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer on the call, as it will be Bears-Jets. Bears. I don't see a game they, they would be they could win the rest of the way. Maybe they're buying. Maybe they could beat the bye. I mean, there, there's not a lot of logic to, like, you can't look at the schedule and say, okay, let's do this really quick at the Jets. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> defense. Yeah. That's yeah so, defense. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. It's a really good defense. The, the Packers game, that is possible. That is a possible win for the Bears. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not Aaron Rodgers, nor is the Packers the Packers, whatever that means. They don't have the defense that everybody thought they would going into this season. Home against Philadelphia and Buffalo, I mean, how can you pick the Bears when you just look at that right now? Um, at Detroit is, of course, at Detroit is winnable, and I think, quite frankly, I think at home January 8th against Minnesota is probably winnable as well. So, well, I mean, well, it's could, all in, could they get the... skunked? Absolutely, but there, I think there are some winnable games left, actually, Steve. Okay, so a texture, 224 texture, brings this up. Me and Espo are going to discuss it, but let's do it with the three of us. Okay. If Fields does not play Sunday, especially after what we heard from Trent Dilfer talking about Trevor Simeon back there with this offensive line trying to pass, he's going to get killed. That's That was the quote from Trent Dilfer on with Marcus <laughs> and Spiegel. So so this is, this is where we get to. Trevor Simeon gets killed. And then you're going to find out just how awful Nathan Peterman is. Peterman? Right. <laughs> but, but if that happens, who's the emergency quarterback? And it's oh, not man. Gary Hogaboom as the 224 <laughs> Texter suggests. Right. Right. Is, who's, uh, 
Who is, is Tariq it? Co- is Tariq Cohen still on the Bears? Because who's he? Used, but who is he, it? That's a good who's question, it? man. I don't know off the top of my head. It used. You I mean, can ask Luke Getzey today. I, I will. I I will ask that question. That is a really good question. And I don't know. Maybe maybe it's been answered. I like I said, I wasn't out at Hallis Hall yesterday. I thought I heard most of it, uh, but I I don't know. I'm trying to think here. Like I said, in the past, it was it was Tariq Cohen. I'm trying to think who who is on this team right now that has been uttered or talked about as a guy who likes to fling it or could fling it. I don't know. I'm going to find out well, today for you guys. I, I know Cole Komet used to pitch in high school. Not, not that that means he can quarterback an NFL team, but they're, <laughs> well, they're, at least they're his At least you finally get him more involved in the offense. Hey, hey, Cole Komet took a jet sweep this, this year. Yes, Remember he that? did. So, I mean, he's, he's pretty nimble in the backfield. So it would be interesting to see what they did. We'll, we'll, uh, uh, are there any of the rec- Mooney? Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Okay. It would, I it, just I just think it's a great point to bring up because if Trevor Simeon gets killed, and that's likely, and Nathan Peterman will throw four picks, or he will get and or he will get hurt, somebody's got to play the position unless you just want to punt on first down. Which maybe Trenton <laughs> maybe Trenton Gill is your best quarterback option after that. I don't mm, know. Yeah, I'm I just mean, I'm just I'm just wondering. I don't Chase, well, Chase Claypool. He'd be a big. He should have a big strong arm. He's a big strong guy. Same thing with Komet. You bring that up. Um, I I don't know. I was wondering. Have we seen? Have we seen? Usually this is based on the double oh, pass you know who, you know or the quarterback be, option. It, it might be Montgomery. Might Wait, be Montgomery. Texter. A texture brings it up. It's perfect. Dominique Robinson. Wasn't he a quarterback? <laughs> That's right. No, he was a receiver. Was he a quarterback? He was a receiver. He was a He was turned from a receiver into a defensive. defensive. That, that, was the, that was the move. So unless That's you guys know enough. something about his way back past when he played quarterback, I don't, I, I don't know anything about that. And wouldn't it be interesting? You would every. Every emergency quarterback, simply out of fear, would get rid of the ball faster than Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it, I got to imagine that with the offense that the Bears have been running, which is running, that probably it probably wouldn't be that complicated for whomever does just because, seriously, because they're, they are so adept at, the schemes that go with running, which essentially is everybody's blocking. So that's the name of the game. Well, and Mark, I found this from two years ago, and it said Cordero Patterson and David Montgomery were emergency quarterbacks in the event Trubisky, Foles, or Tyler Bray were unavailable. There's the Montgomery. Yeah, the Montgomery thing does sound familiar. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Or we could just call Rusty Lish, one or the other. We'll we'll find one of those guys. (laughs) Do you know the best story about Rusty Lish? was Ditka yelled at him, screamed. I think this is a game in San Diego. Yelled at him, screamed at him about whatever Rusty Lish made. Yet another mistake. And he refused to go back into the game until Ditka apologized to him. Wow. <laughs> he was sitting on him. No, not. That was mean. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Ditka said he couldn't believe this was the situation. Mike Ditka's out. Rusty, I'm sorry. Can you go back into the game? <laughs> I'm sorry. Get back in there. That's it. I, I always thought of Rusty Lish as like a 47-year-old. That's such a, like an old man name. Rusty Lish. That's He's right. He's 47 years old. Bears rookie and, quarterback. 
And I, and so, I think Walter, I think Walter was the better backup quarterback than Rusty Lush anyway. Oh he yeah, just man. Done that. Walter Payton was an awesome thrower, man. That halfback option, let's go. Dominic Robinson was a quarterback. Four one four says, of course you guys will get paid to talk. Don't know that because you don't know anything. Thank you. <laughs> got Thanks got sure. us. Appreciate you. Got and, us. And by Burned. the way, when you say Dominic, his name is Dominique, but you yeah. know everything. Four one four texture. Yeah, so yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And you know what? We appreciate the the tolerance you've shown on Thanksgiving. It's really you're 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 embracing the spirit of the holiday today. And, and by and by the way, a lot of players at some point in time in their football careers play quarterback. Because it's like at the lower levels, it's like playing shortstop. You put right, your best right. players best, best at the player. highly yep. skilled positions. So, whatever. Two one two one seven texter forty seven is old. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, so there we Poor go. For football, come on. Yeah. So, what would you if you're watching the Bears and Trevor Simeon's not dead by the second series. Is this going to be a whole lot of David Montgomery, Tristan Ebner, and it's going to be a one-step throw kind of stuff? Is this going to be just get out without bloodshed, make sure there's no human slaughter here? Is that what you expect? Absolutely. Yeah, assuming it's Trevor Simeon. And, you know, Simeon yeah. is is confident, and that's usually the word that we use with, with the backup quarterback. So, I don't expect it to be as bad as everybody thinks. I mean, like I said, Trevor Simeon does know what he's doing out there. He will he he does know how to read a defense. I think he's got some pretty good pocket presence as well. So, but yeah, yes, of course, it could be a, a ton of running, short passing. You got to take your you got to take some shots downfield. It'll be like those old Chase Daniel game plans where you know chase would chase would fling it he'd fling it but sure you know not not always to success so i think i I think it's going to look better than a lot of people think and i know this is just a relativity sort of thing because we've been so excited about the offense that justin fields has been able to put up on the board you're not going to see that from trevor simeon but i think he'll be fine so this is from from the sixth Texter, love suckage on a Thanksgiving morning. Hope yours sucks. <laughs> That's true. You know what? We needed that <clears throat> nice little message there after the Dominique Robinson text. So thank you. You no, renewed my spirit. No, Dominic, according to the texture, who tells us we don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah. everything. So More that's, like that's... Dominic's. A lot of people used to shop at Do- Dominic's was better than all of the grocery stores. Yep, and you Dominic's. walked right into the next text, 815 texture. Happy Thanksgiving, you jive turkey. Yeah. The whole, the whole less thing. Yeah. Yes, so jive turkey. Go. That's well, our guy. And, Mark, before we let you go, we, we have to know because, and I heard you guys talking about this yesterday, Spiegel as Springsteen. Talk to talk to us about that. Did he do did he do the boss justice last night? I didn't go. I didn't oh, go. I didn't go. Yeah, there was an emergency last night, so Uh-oh. I was uh, get I was get I got out of the shower and I was all getting ready to go and uh, got a message from my friend Lisa who had had a uh, horrible horrible work experience. So mm-hmm. I ended up having to go hang out with her. And so there was no Bruce Springsteen okay. concert. And so I hope that Spiegel did not shout me out. That'd be really embarrassing. <laughs> Grody, where you at, everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Here's the special one, guy. 312 <laughs> texture. Does your cousin Grody, does your cousin serve the Club Lago meat sauce? Oh, 
Um, yes, yes, they do. They've just they've got it all stored in the basement. So usually oh. Guido brings that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we're coming though. over too, by the way. Yeah, come on by. Come on by. Good. Good luck with <laughs> keeping your frozen shrimp frozen, Mark. I'll keep we, you guys. We, I'll keep yeah. you all updated. Yeah. Right. That's 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 the alert the media from Hallis Hall about the that's frozen right. shrimp watch. All right. It's happening. <laughs> it's about to go down. Bye guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good holiday. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, buddy. It's Mark Grody heading up to Hallis Hall. Find out what awaits. And with both coordinators, you're going to talk to Luke, hear from Luke Getze. There's a question. There's a question a texture posed about Luke Getze and his game calling, and not the last three plays, but about about Justin Fields quarterbacking for Luke Getze. And I'm not sure you got the right villain here. We'll investigate that, me and Mike Esposito will, next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. On Thanksgiving morning, it's spooky out there. On 670 to score in Odyssey Station. All right, here's there, guys and gals, 1975. This week, number one song, Top of the Pops. That's the way I like it. Casey and the Sunshine Band, brought to you by Stevie Sunshine. I don't know, I just felt the urge we needed to play that. It was the number one song <laughs> in 1975. So, there you go. That's the well, way for, I like for it. Li- for our listeners just waking up with uh, a bit of a hangover, that'll propel them out of bed this morning a little KC. Yeah. there you go mike esposito steve rosenblum with you happy thanksgiving we thank you for joining us today we'll take you up to 11 o'clock we will then turn it over to football 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 on thanksgiving 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 and it is quite the lineup we got for you here on the score 11 to three thirty. bills at the lions the red hot lions and the Bills playing on their new home field, Ford Field in Detroit. <laughs> second game in four days there. Giants will be at the Cowboys in the second game, the 330 game. The Giants, they, we should boy, the Cowboys are coming off a complete the vivisection of the Vikings yep. in Minnesota. And now the Giants come down to Dallas to visit them. And and I if if Last week was looked at like a trap game because the seven and three giants were coming at them. And here we go with supremacy in the East and we're, we're, we got to dismiss the giants. Well, the Cowboys did not overlook the Vikings and then the Vikings play in the night game. We'll have it here. You here for you on the score Patriots at Vikings. Why do they always feel like a fraud? Is it Kirk cousins or is it just because that's what the Vikings always are? I, I think it is a little of both, but I and I can't remember where I heard this on what show, but you were talk they were talking to Florio, I wanna say, and I think it was um I, I think it was the midday show. I think it was Bernstein and Holmes. I, I forgive me if I'm wrong, but basically like Minnesota, despite their record and despite they may may be the first team to clinch a division just because of how bad the NFC North is, I don't think anyone believes in them as a playoff team. And if you look at them uh, a part of that is absolutely the Kirk Cousins factor, and they and let's face it, right? I mean, they have won some games by massive luck. They're eight and two, Steve, and I just pulled up the standings. They're actually a minus two 
uh, in point differential, meaning they've given up two more points than they scored, and yet they're eight and two. So there's there's that for sure. But the Cousins factor, I'm telling you, and and this is where you go into the whole elite quarterback thing versus just the very good quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. He's made a ton of dough in the NFL. But if you're looking at the NFC right now, you're looking at quarterbacks, right? Who is going to get you to the Super Bowl? And I don't think Kirk Cousins is in that team photo. Not if it requires big games. No. If, it's a, if, it, if it's a game worth watching, Kirk Cousins is not a quarterback worth playing. That's that's what his, his history tells you. So we'll see. But anyways, the Patriots go in there. We'll see if Bill Belichick has a better plan for him than he had for Justin Fields. And speaking of which, 847 Texture sent this earlier. We were talking about Justin Fields. We played we earlier we played t- um, an analysis of Justin Fields from Trent Dilfer. And we heard the Parkins and Spiegel interview with Norman Boomer Esiason and talking about Justin Fields what, and whether you'd play him, what he does, the, the whole the injury hurts and why, why, is, why doesn't he, what does he need to do? How are you grading him out? What is he like in the pocket? Why isn't he better in the pocket? They got to run him because they can't block for him, but he also doesn't make quick decisions. Or And a texture points out, says this, Fields' biggest problem is he looks for the home run and waits too long to dump it off to open receivers who could move the chains. The Bears rarely throw to the running backs. Gets he doesn't seem to have that play in his scheme. Matt Forte made a career out of that. Here's the problem with that thought. I appreciate that thought, and I can see why, 847 Texture, you look at it that way. The decision isn't Luke Getze's. It's Justin Fields. Fields, yep. He looks for the home run. He doesn't want to accept the check down. He wants to make the big play. Often, he gets the big hit because he's holding, holding, holding. That was a college thing. When you played behind the Ohio State offensive line, you could hold it, hold it, hold it. And Justin Fields still does not know what an open receiver looks like in the NFL. But the idea of dumping it off and taking that, essentially, in a West Coast offense, that's nothing but a long handoff. And he doesn't do that. That Luke Getzey's got it. Look, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has used that play. Aaron Rodgers knows how to use that play. Justin Fields does not. He's not willing to accept it. And I think that's the biggest difference. I don't think it's Luke Getzey. Do you think it's Luke Getzey or Justin Fields? No, and I think it's part of Fields' evolution as a quarterback and what he, what he has to work on. He is certainly... You know, because he runs with the ball so well and because he can escape that pocket. And and you tell me what you think about this, too, Rosie. I mean, a lot of times, instead of taking the dump off, if he's being pressured, he rolls out of that pocket and runs. And, you know, we, we have all, as Bears fans, enjoyed watching what he does with his legs. But you're also then uh, not passing that ball. You're running that ball. So his, his development as a passer you know, you could say it's stunted or whatever, especially for a guy who came into the league as a passing quarterback. And now all of a sudden he's a running quarterback, but you know, that also goes to protection too. But I, I think, I mean, listen, everyone has screen passes. Everyone has dump offs to their running backs. Everyone has checkdowns in their playbook. I don't think it's, it's that. I don't think Luke Getze is trying to run a uh, all vertical run and shoot, go crazy offense here. 
without checkdowns. I think it's exactly uh, to what your point was, is that, you know, Fields is choosing not to hit the checkdowns and he's going for the, the long balls. You know what would be awful? If the Bears made the right decision and Trevor Simeon won the game. That would be awful. It, right? This season, right? I mean, it, I, I'm, let's imagine scenarios where that's a good thing. That, There's first no of all, scenario. No. Well, there, there might be. I, I, let's, let's sort of run through. I'll throw, the, the worst scenario is that Justin Fields doesn't play and the Bears win a game. It doesn't help them to win a game. It doesn't help them get better around Justin Fields to have Trevor Simeon wins the game. I, I have no idea what would have to happen. And, and a 2-2-4 texture says it would be so Bears for the Jets to fall apart. Trevor wins 28-10. to 10. Monday Bears calls are, we got to trade this Fields. <laughs> no, it would be no. like, we got to trade this Simeon. You can't have Trevor Simeon win this game because Justin Fields or whoever they're going to take in next year's draft is the guy going forward. And, and, and let's say, let's say Trevor Simeon wins the game with two TD passes to chase Claypool. Yeah. I mean, that would be, it would be somewhat positive. I mean, Claypool certainly needs to step it up, but let's also remember too here, you know, this Jets defense is one of the best in the league. If you look at points against, if you look at um, yards against, I mean, the Jets defense is uh, a thing, right? So the Bears are not just going to be able to march in there and move the ball. Not that they would do that with fields anyway. The Jets are also in playoff contention. That AFC East, you know, all four of the teams are within a game of each other. So the Jets, the reason Robert Sala made this quarterback switch, if if you uh, think about this, right, he can't lose this locker room. They're in contention right, right now. Whether Zach Wilson helps them in the playoffs or helps them in the future or whatever, he has to win the next game. They have to win uh, the next game. They're tied with New England. They're a game behind Miami and Buffalo. They're in playoff contention in the AFC. So this Jets defense is going to be motivated. This Jets team is going to want to come back from uh, their loss last week. Zach Wilson bench, so let's see what Mike White does for him. But again, the Bears defense is missing guys. There was guys traded off this defense uh, to start that started the year versus what they have now. There are two concussed guys in the back end of that Bears defense that are two of their bright spots there with Gordon and Brisker. We'll see if they play. We'll see if they don't play. But, and especially with Fields, and we already know all things about this Bears offense, um, I, I still think the Jets have a ton to play for. It, a Bears win would be shocking to me in this game. It'll be horrible. You ruin their draft status without Justin Fields. I mean, and if the Bears... The ideal thing to be, I want to see Justin Fields do the, you know, orchestrate the hero drive. So if you're going to sacrifice one spot in your draft slot, whatever it's going to be, you win a game, you really are better off losing. But if it would be Justin Fields directing a two-minute drive to win the game, great. I want to see that. I want to see what it looks like. But to have Trevor Simeon win the game that Justin Fields doesn't play and you ruin the draft pick and, and like, oh, man, this is – it would be very bears. I'm telling you, it'd be very bears. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, me and Mike Esposito. 312 Tech. No, actually, Nick and Palatine. Love you guys and love bonus suckage. Thank you, Nick and Palatine. We, love your, ma- we love your mayor, Mayor Palatine. <laughs> Jim Schwartz. Right. Yes, we love him. He's a wonderful guest on the show. 
971 texter lets us know 971 is listening out here in Portland, Oregon. And you know, it sucks out here. Wait, you guys, you guys just got the governor pardoned 45,000 people for, for pot possession. It's really good. And we have not heard out there in, in the president of Portland is Toby. We have not heard from Toby. We assume that he was pardoned as well. So anyways, it can't be that bad out in Portland. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. And when we come back, tomorrow's Black Friday. And there's a commercial that would be near and dear to me and Espo and everyone who loves a certain cult favorite film. And there's a commercial that's running about Black Friday that we... We need to, yeah, we're going to need you to come in and work on Friday. Yeah. We'll talk about that after this. Top of the hour, Chuck Swirsky, Talking Bulls, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Steve Rosenblum. Mike Esposito. On 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Happy Thanksgiving. Me and Espo wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Whether you want it or not. <clears throat> so that means tomorrow's Black Friday, which I end. Espo, I never understood why it was called Black Friday. It should be called Green Friday, because that's what it's right. all about, right? It's all if you about- worked in if you work in retail, it's Black Friday. Or it used to be. I don't know yeah, if it's still true. a thing where where people go out to to the stores uh, like crazy people. I'm sure it. I'm sure it is. Uh, or do you just go on your phone and buy things crazily? I, I don't know. Well, one of the stores that was certainly in the team picture, if not seated in the middle of the front row of Black Friday, was Walmart. Walmart has done a terrific thing. Well, they actually did Black Monday. They started this on Monday. So their advertising campaign was centered around someone's got a case of the Mondays. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which came from one of our favorite movies. We've established Office Space is one of the 10 greatest movies ever, ever, ever made. And so what Walmart did was they rounded up some of the cast from Office Space to talk about their products, and they're featured in this, the idea, because they started on Monday, someone's got a case of the Monday. So one of the characters featured... Gary Coles plays Bill Lumberg, and this is Bill Lumberg. I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around 9, that would be great. Okay? Oh, oh, and I almost forgot. Uh, I'm also going to need you to go ahead and come in on Sunday too, okay? We uh, lost some people this week and uh, we need to sort of play catch up. Thanks. <laughs> that's that's Gary, Gary Cole. What you don't get just from the audio clip is as, he, as, he's, as he's getting him to come in on Sunday, he does the old, you know, stretch or he does the full body stretch. Yeah, we're going to need you to come in on Sunday also. So the ad trailer, the ad campaign also features the um, actors who played Samir 
And well, this exchange was Samir and Michael Bolton. And so there is this, one of the most famous cuts parts of the movie. No one in this country can ever pronounce my name right. It's, it's not that hard, David. Yeah, well, at least your name isn't Michael Bolton. You know, there's nothing wrong with that name. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no-talent ass clown became famous and started winning Grammys. Why don't you just uh, go by Mike instead of Michael? No way. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> How great is that? And eventually they would, the two Bobs would say, uh, Samir and Naga, Naga uh -huh. Beer, not going to be here anymore. Uh -huh. Michael Bolton. So here's what they did, what Walmart did in the ad campaign, was they got the real Michael Bolton instead of the actor who played Michael Bolton. I thought that was inspired. Yes. And, and I'm reminded <laughs> listening to that, I'm reminded that Office Space, written by Mike Judge, who also uh -huh. very famously in the 90s was responsible for one of my guilty pleasures way back in the day, Beavis and Butthead. I don't like the guilty part. Pleasure's enough. <laughs> There's it nothing was, guilty about certainly. it. You know, that was, that was such a triumph of stupidity. That, yes, it was. That is, it is to be enjoyed. You wrap, get wrapped up in it and embrace it. And they're coming back with it. He's coming back with it. They're, I think, it, is it the 30th anniversary? Yes, they, that makes sense. Yep. They're doing, he's doing Beavis and Butthead. And he says, he was remarking, I think it was to Rolling Stone, that it's, you don't realize how difficult it is to just continually write stupid. And I'm thinking, have you ever sat down at a, at a Bears management news conference? <laughs> have you ever sat down and listened to Ted Phillips and George McCaskey? Oh my God, it would be simple. Really, just listen to that. You ever sat down and listen to Rick Hahn introduce Tony La Russa as his new manager? Come on. There's just, there's no, <clears throat> there should be a never ending supply of that. So anyway, there, I thought, I love the idea of office space. No, office space is great. And, and just thinking about that, to, to go back to something like Beavis and Butthead 30 years after the fact, I mean, Judge is responsible for most of that content. I mean, you know, as as a what is he? He's got to be sixty something now, right? Or at the very least fifty, you know, upper fifty something, to write Beavis and Butthead. Unless you're writing him as a middle aged man, uh, now that would probably be funny too. You know, Beavis and Butthead plus a, a number of years, but I don't think they're doing that. That's got to be tough to write too, right? You're you're totally different headspace there. I I'm sure he's capable of it. He's he's wonderful. Um, by the way, there was another, I guess you can debate, you're the master of the, the debating what, if, what is a Thanksgiving movie, what is not. <clears throat> the esteemed Richard Roper tweeted this out. Thanksgiving 1975. Rocky Balboa has his first date with Adrian, paying $10 for 10 minutes of time on a closed ice rink. Five weeks later on Jan 1, 1976, Balboa lost a split decision to the legendary Apollo Creed for the heavyweight championship. So, Mr. Discriminating Taste, is that a Thanksgiving movie I, or not? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I, I, I think there's, and for the same reason as The Godfather, there's so much other stuff going on there. I mean, it's set 
in and around that time frame, but it's not re- Thanksgiving is not relevant to the fact that their date happened on Thanksgiving, right? I mean, I, I just think that if you're talking about movies specific to the holiday where it's, you know, trying to get back to your family get together or whatever it is, planes, trains, and automobiles. And, and I will re- I'll put in some research on this uh, during the break here, but I can't think of another one that is as specific and as uh, time sensitive and really perfect for this week, right? Last night was the perfect night to watch that planes, trains, and automobiles. And you did. And I did. Yeah, absolutely. I watched that and Bulls. It. it was a, it was a good, a, a nice double feature of planes, trains, and automobiles and Bulls. Which had the more unbelievable ending? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. In the that Bulls game, it was one of those where the cynic in you or the cynic, you know, of Bulls basketball would say, "Oh, well, they played great, but this is one where they, you know, they're they're going to give it away at the end." Well, you know what? They did the opposite. They actually came back and won that game. I mean, they had the lead. It was a seesaw battle, but that's one you're like, all right, Giannis is going to get all the calls. The Bulls are going to, you know, find a way to uh, to give this one out. And they did the opposite. The Bulls took that one. They played some great defense on the end there. And uh, and we get to talk to uh, Chuck Swirsky coming up uh, in a little bit here. Indeed. We will talk to him at the top of the hour. And we have textures weighing in. Uh, eight four seven, gentlemen. Beavis and Butthead is back, or are back. Twenty three episodes so far hasn't missed a beat. Happy Thanksgiving. There are indeed episodes with them in their forties. Wow. How? Wow, that's interesting. That's, yeah, you can only imagine. All right. Well, um, we'll investigate that. Espo will go back and track that down, and other Thanksgiving and Aoya. And then we'll have an argument tomorrow about whether Die Hard or Godfather is the greatest Christmas movie ever. Uh, ever. <laughs> but first, the Bulls just knocked off the two best teams in the league after losing to one of the worst. I can't explain it. Espo couldn't really explain it. Maybe Chuck Swirsky can explain it. We'll find out after this. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I think I just figured something out, Davis. <sighs> what? <laughs> this sucks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 